This is the Financial Compass with Matthew Brunner from Comprehensive Planning Associates. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Matthew provides his clients and prospects with the information that they need regarding social security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now here is Matthew Brunner to help you find your financial direction. Hello and welcome to the Financial Compass. My name is Matthew Brunner from Comprehensive Planning Associates LTD or Compass, headquartered in Fairfield, Connecticut. If you'd like more information about what you hear during our show today, give us a call, 800-339-9252, or you can visit us online at compass-ltd.com. While you're at the website, scroll on down to the radio section of the page. You can check out past shows. You can subscribe to the program on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and plenty of other streaming services. And please don't hesitate to reach out to us with questions or to set up a face-to-face -face or virtual meeting or even to suggest topics for future shows. For many of my clients, Medicare is an essential part of both their retirement and their financial strategies. Yet, despite its importance to so many older Americans, I'm always a little shocked by the number of people who can't tell me much about Medicare beyond the fact that it may provide some degree of health care during the retirement and that they have to sign up for it. And in all honesty, most of the time, if you have a good financial planner or a good financial advisor, maybe that's all you do need to know because after that, it does get pretty boring, which is what you're about to find out in today's show. But I thought we'd spend our time today talking about some things about Medicare, both in general terms and specific to 2023, and hopefully find a way to make it a little bit interesting for you. Before we do get into today's topic, though, I want to introduce my co-host, Tony Shore, who I'm pleased to report will be owing me a lunch soon, thanks to the fact that my UConn Huskies won the national championship last night. Hey, Tony, how you doing? You know, I'm doing great, and congratulations once again. I'm just I'm trying to think of what I can say to you to congratulate you on your victory with uh, UConn. Uh, you didn't play, uh, but... You no, but it definitely had an effect. Yes. Oh, you're yelling at the TV and screaming during the game, I think, made the difference. I can't tell you how many of those missed free throws <laughs> that San Diego State had last night were due to my yelling at the TV at the right time. Oh, yes. Of yeah. course. Yeah. N n without a doubt. So I've got that going for me. Which is nice. Which is nice. <laughs> but, yeah, congratulations. UConn pulled it out. Uh, and they were ranked what when this whole thing started? I mean, they weren't uh, even before, picked. Preseason, they weren't even ranked. No. They were not ranked in the preseason. They're the second uh, team since 2011, actually, to win the championship and not be ranked in the preseason. You know who the last team to do that was? Who? UConn. Yeah. How long ago? 2011. I, I'll do the math for you. It's 12 years. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> That's mighty nice of you. So... Uh, okay. So UConn, <laughs> they won, they weren't ranked and then they pulled the whole thing off. There were a lot of upsets. I don't know if anybody, did you have UConn winning the whole thing in your bracket? Well, it's funny. This is a year I didn't do a bracket. I've been of really course. busy and everything else going on. But you know, the bottom line is, is if I had done a bracket, I would have done it the same way I do every year, regardless of how UConn's doing. 
I write them through to the finish every year and then I fill in the rest. Yep. That that is my whole strategy. UConn has to win or my bracket is busted as soon as they lose. So uh but this year would have been one of those ones where they went all the way to the end. But I, like most other people, would have probably messed up most of the other games because there were so many upsets. Talk about a league of parody this year. Uh, yeah, I think we should maybe just change the topic from Medicare to college basketball today. Yeah, yeah, we were going to talk about Medicare. That's what the show is supposed to be about. But uh, college basketball, uh, you know, we're we're kind of a day late and a dollar short since it's already over. But we can talk about what happened, I suppose. Oh, I mean, gosh. I just think it was a great season. I love college. It's College basketball is one of my favorite sports to watch. These guys just up and down the court, hustling every game. They still have so much to prove. And seeing these young guys last night cut down the net, imagine being 18 years old and being the national champion. Unbelievable. You know, like, it's yeah. just what a feeling that must be for those kids. And, you know, it used to be I. they were older. When I first got there, all those guys were older than me. Now they're just kids, you know. Unbelievable. <laughs> It's uh, it's it's just it's fun, and when it's your team, when it's where you went to school, it's just, you know, again, it has really nothing to do with you. It's one of those things like civic pride that almost doesn't make sense, right? Because it's just kind of where you were at a time. I had nothing to do with basketball except that I cheered for the guys. I knew a few guys back in the day, but it still just makes you so happy, and it, it brings you together. We talk about this and other things, you know, keeping that social circle. Now I'm not retired yet, but. I'm still on this text chain with guys from my dorm in college. You know, so many years later, sure. we're still te- texting back and forth. It keeps us in touch. So uh, it's kind of, it's it was fun. It was a good time watching them. That's watching awesome. Watching our boys win. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, we should get in a little bit of talk today about Medicare. and <sighs> Okay. Uh, but I think, I think it's an important topic. We've touched on it before, but. Uh, it's huge. I mean, obviously, every year there's changes. So what's going on uh, this year with Medicare? Yeah. So, um, yeah, let's go over some of the things. There was a AARP had a great article, The Biggest Medicare Changes for 2023. I think a lot of people are going to find this stuff valuable. If you want to see the article yourself, it's at aarp.org. Uh, so first, deductibles are down this year. The annual Part B deductible is now $226, a $7 drop from last year. Now, the last time we talked about this, it was looking forward to what they said it was going to be. So at least they said what they're going to do. Now, granted, the $7 drop from last year doesn't bring it down as low as it has been in the past. So, it, it But it is the first Part B deductible drop in a decade. So that's a things are at least moving in the right way that year, in that way rather. Um, as for yearly deductibles on Medicare Advantage plans, and standalone Part D prescription drug plans, they're determined by the plan you choose where you live. But the federal government does have limit uh, does does limit some Part D deductibles for 2023. It's it's five hundred and five dollars. Wow. Okay. So uh, what's that? Uh, it reminds me of uh, Ben Franklin's quote: seven bucks saved is seven bucks earned." Right. Something. Like I mean, that. with inflation. Yeah, with inflation, it's forty three dollars. Forty three. I'm sorry. Yeah, it would be about forty three. <laughs> no, so, but yeah, so listen, the Part B deductible did go down. Um, a Medicare fixed cost that has risen is the Part A deductible, though. Uh, as many of you likely know, many Medicare enrollees don't pay a monthly premium for Medicare Part A. It addresses things like inpatient hospital care, uh, skilled nursing facility services, hospice certain home health care services. 
a deductible is charged for every hospital stay. And this year, the Part A deductible is $1,600 per, per stay. That's a jump of $44 from 2022. And then people who haven't worked long enough to qualify for Part A without premiums, they're paying $506 a month this year. So that's only $7 more than 2022, but it is an increase. And whether you must pay the entire Part A premium, that's determined by your spouse's work history. Folks with Medicare Advantage plans should review their plan for specific language about hospital charges. Good thing to keep aware of. Yeah. I mean, Medicare, you know, both in general terms and in regards to uh, changes uh, specific to this year, I think it's important to make sure you're working with somebody like yourself. I, I know you guys uh, can help people out uh, with this. A lot of, uh, you know, there's a lot of moving parts here with Medicare, and you need to make sure it's part of your overall financial and retirement plan, right? Yeah. And listen, I keep on top of this as much as I can. I'm insurance licensed for life and health, and I, I'm doing updates on Medicare every year, and I still fail in comparison to people who specialize in this. Right. But we do have a great team, some people that are that just specialize in Medicare. And just so you know, hope if you are working with someone or you have an advisor and they have someone like that, make sure there's just not a financial incentive for them to put that person into in touch with you. The people we talk to, it is purely because we know they provide great service to our clients. So look for that same kind of thing. Look for someone who's referring you to someone based solely on the fact that they trust the service they're going to provide to you. Um, now, something we want to think about uh, for what happened in 2022 is the Inflation Reduction Act. And we did a whole show about how that's so poorly named, but it did do some things, <laughs> yeah. some other decent things. And it does have a laundry list of provisions intended to reduce the cost of prescription drugs for Medicare beneficiaries. Uh, also co-pays for a 30 day supply of insulin that's covered by Medicare drug plan. That's now capped at $35. And that's huge. That means, you know, um, enrollees don't have to pay more than $35, even if they haven't reached their annual part D deductible. One note of caution here though, not every plan covers every type of insulin. Ah, that's true. Well, and I'm glad, though, that they have uh, finally gotten the cost of insulin under control for people and are helping people out with that. I, I do I do like that, or at least Medicare uh, enrollees. And I don't think uh, it's outlandish to say that uh, capped insulin costs can be life-changing and life-saving for some people. Oh, clearly. I, let's face it. We have a broken medical system. Yeah, that's for uh, sure. That's we, for have, sure. we have generally... They're starting to adopt it a little bit more. I like in the medical, I'm hoping the medical system works more like the financial system. So, you know, we're fiduciaries. My father was a fiduciary. We've been running our practice based on planning and putting a client's best interest first for a couple of generations now. And you see some of the bigger places starting to do business like we do because that's the best way to do it. That's what people want. Hopefully, the healthcare system at some point will catch up to concepts like that. Right. And, um, I get it. They're a business and you need to make some level of money, but it would sure be nice if we could find a way to have better wellness care from a young age and focus on, uh, on not on sick care, but on healthcare, making sure you have better health. So maybe uh, a lot of the things that cost so much money in the system could go away, but 
there's no money in the cure. So let's get back to some of these things. Uh, then this is this year is the requirement drug manufacturers must provide a rebate to Medicare if they increase the cost of drugs at a rate that's higher than general inflation. So this is pretty cool in concept, right? The money companies owe will be equal to the amount they raise the drugs price above an increase that's equal to inflation. And then they multiply that by the price Medicare paid for all sales of that specific drug. The goal of this is to make it less enticing for drug companies to raise their prices at a rate higher than inflation. Well, that might just mean that they make you take other drugs. I'm not going to get down those rabbit holes. But according to research from the Kaiser Family Foundation cited in an AARP article, between 2019 and 2020, the cost of half of all drugs by covered by Medicare went up at rates higher than inflation. We know the cost of healthcare has outpaced inflation for the past, I mean, however many years it's been at this point, drugs have gone along with that. So this is a really, one of those steps where government intervention may help uh, really take some of this pain away from the, from especially from the, our retirees who need Medicare yeah. as the cornerstone of their healthcare strategy and retirement. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's huge, uh, obviously. And I, I just think that, um, you know, it is astounding uh, a lot of what we're talking about. And um, I think it tells us why Congress took the steps it did. But like you said, it's a broken system. Uh, and at least they're making some incremental improvements there, right? Yeah. I mean, listen, at first, just plug in the leaks in the dam is the good first step, right? It's a leaky dam. There's going to be another hole that pops open somewhere else. Hopefully, eventually, we rebuild that dam. But for the time being, as long as we can shore up some of these leaks, it'll make a slightly better broken system. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Medicare does do a lot of good stuff. So here's another. And on September 1st, Medicare is going to reveal the first 10 Part D drugs that because of the Inflation Reduction Act of 2022, it'll be able to price negotiate with manufacturers. Those 10 negotiated prices which will come from a pool of the 50 medications that Medicare prescription drug plans spend the most on, that'll go into effect in 2026. Okay. Wow. Okay. So uh, obviously uh, that's important to price negotiations are one of those things. That, yeah. 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 That, that we've been talking about it for years. Somehow the U S can't negotiate the price of their drugs for Medicare. Like all the other it makes, countries. It do. makes zero sense. And why they're limiting it to only 10 and why yeah. it doesn't go into effect until 2026, that's nuts, we'll, right? We'll I mean, pay for the, yeah, we'll pay for the development of the drugs. They'll get the benefits of the uh, sales. Then we advertise, you know, all the advertising that's done on TV and the in radio, they just sponsor everything and make all the money, and yet Medicare can't, had did not have the ability to negotiate prices. That's you know that was just so grossly baked into the system when it was. So this is a great step forward. Yeah, yeah, crazy. Well, I, and I think that the again, it's just uh, it's crazy. I, they thank God at least they're making again incremental steps. So if our listeners have questions about this Medicare or how it fits into their plan, how can they get a hold of you? Uh, pretty easy. You give us a call 800-339-9252, or you can get us online at compass-ltd.com. All right. So we're talking about Medicare strategies. What else do you have for us? What do you want to talk about next? 
Uh, there's a new provision that as long as folks who are eligible for Medicare enroll during the official enrollment window, they're no longer going to have to wait for their coverage to kick in. Additionally, new federal regulations have created more specific enrollment periods, including for folks who, through no fault of their own, didn't enroll when they were first eligible. So previously, those who signed up for Medicare later than they were supposed to, that was generally within three months of their 65th birthday, sometimes had to wait as long as three months for the coverage to begin. But now, as long as someone applied for Medicare during either a general special enrollment period, coverage will begin on the first day of the following month. So that's closer. I mean, why not? start it when you sign up, but okay, give it at least that much time. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of three months later. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, that makes perfect sense. So this brings out such the cynicist in me. Uh, well, it's hard not to, I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. Healthcare in this country, crazy. Oh, well, probably everywhere, but, um, I know one thing you like to emphasize with your clients is that Medicare doesn't cover everything. We've said that on the show before you've mentioned it. Uh, refresh our memories a bit on what, what that, what that's about, what it does and doesn't cover. Well, while Medicare is certainly valuable for so many people, it isn't a program where, you know, once you sign up, your worries are over. You may have expenses and coverage gaps. You also, you know, you may need to discuss Medigap plans with your financial services pro. That's never going to be a bad idea. This is coverage provided by private insurance companies that's designed to help handle deductibles, co-pays, other potential gaps. Do note, though, that while you can swap Medigap plans whenever you choose, it's possible you'll be hit with higher premiums or even denied coverage, depending on your health, if you change plans more than six months after you first enrolled in Part B. And most states, the Medigap plans are labeled with letters. They're A through N. And each policy within the same letter is required to provide the same basic level of benefits. The only difference from plan to plan within the, it, within the same letter category is usually the cost. Well, true. Yeah, there, there, that's, you know, I know that um, it can get complicated. You know, it's alphabet soup, A, B, C, D, E, <laughs> yeah. F. What do they cover? Um, but I know that Medicare does not cover vision, dental, or hearing, your traditional Medicare does not cover those three. And those are three things you really need in retirement a lot. Uh, yeah, right? Some I of mean, the first things you need in retirement generally. Yes, exactly. So I find that somewhat interesting. And then of course there's uh long-term care. Uh, it doesn't cover that. So uh, mm -hmm. you have to have some supplemental coverages. And I know that uh, you guys have to, should maybe, you know, it all depends. Everybody's situation is going to be different. That's so true. there's no ironclad rule. Maybe you can, there's sometimes a way the supplemental coverage certainly outweighs not having it. Sometimes people's situation, it, it's just not possible. So finding the right plans for your particular situation, there's plenty of us out there that can help do that. Work with a financial pro and again, work with one that has a good understanding of Medicare as a whole. Um, and if it's the focus of their practice, great. If not, make sure they can work with you with a specialist who really knows what's going on and that they don't have a financial incentive between them, but just trust for the service they can provide. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Well, maybe we could talk a little bit about Medicare Advantage plans, right? I mean, okay. I think some people get confused about between Medigap and Medicare Advantage, and I know it can be important, right? You're right. A lot. The difference between Medigap plans 
and Medicare Advantage is often confusing. And for whatever reason, original Medicare with a Medigap policy, it, it, it maybe isn't a fit for your financial strategy. You may want to consider the possibility of a Medicare Advantage plan. Uh, at, at root, a Medicare Advantage plan, it's medical coverage supplied by a private insurance company. They're, they often come with prescription coverage. They usually include, uh, they include a monthly expense beyond your Part B premium. That's set by the plan you choose. For 2023, the average monthly premium is roughly $18. You'll still have co-pays, deductibles, other out-of-pocket expenses, though. And in some cases, Medicare Advantage policies have smaller premiums than Medicap plans, but bigger cost sharing. So you have to consider that your options for providers also may be more limited than it is with traditional Medicare. Oh, sure. And and I'm sure some people listening today are maybe intimidated by the idea of having to choose from the menu, Medicare, Medigap, Medicare Advantage. And, you know, you've been doing this for a long time now. And uh, that's why I want to double check these things with you. And our listeners should, well, you know, they should do it as well. So um, obviously it's beneficial to work with somebody like yourself who knows some of the Medicare ins and outs and what you need or don't need when it comes to Medicare Advantage or Medicare Supplemental Insurance. Um, you know, you got to work with somebody like yourself, right? Yeah. Listen, I, I think there's some people you said, you know, some people are a little intimidated by the idea if, and I hate to mince words here, but if history is any guide for me, most people are intimidated by this yes right so um and maybe you're the kind of person that when you hear something once you absorb all of it that would put you outside of the norm usually people forget at least 60 percent of the thing they heard that they took an hour trying to pay attention to right so maybe you're one of those people that can really focus in on the facts of this and when every year you're way up on top of this and if so god bless you and maybe you don't need as much help from your financial pro on this one piece. It's still not bad to have them check it over. It's still not bad to have, you know, a person who specializes in these plans give it a second opinion. Um, but if you if you are one of those people, don't let that pride of having come this far in life and knowing a lot get in the way of realizing that you're treading into territory most people have no idea what's going on. Take the help. Use the use the what's there to get you through this. Find a good financial pro that'll help you with that. You know, your retirement's your reward for decades of hard work, decades of financial discipline. So make sure that strategy's buttoned up. Don't forget, you know, the longer you have Medicare, the more confident you're going to feel about the program's various rules and regulations. But when you first enroll, rolling up your sleeves alongside a financial services pro you can bounce those ideas off. It's going to be a good move. And if you have relatively high income, let's, you may pay more for Medicare's part B and D surcharges are calculated using your adjusted gross income, your AGI for the previous two years. So this year, single filers with an adjusted income larger than 97,000 or 194 for joint filers, they're going to pay between $164.90, $565.50 for monthly Part B coverage, depending on income. I don't want to, I, I can go down all these numbers. If you have questions about what these might be or what the, you know, what these are going to be for your particular range, go ahead and reach out to us. I'm happy to give you these numbers. We can send you a sheet on it. Um, but 
I don't want to also put you to sleep going through every dollar and penny it'll be for every type of filer for every type of plan this year. So please don't hesitate to reach out to us with any questions about that. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's really important. Obviously, uh, we can get into the weeds here and I encourage our listeners to give you a call. Is there anything else on this topic you want to cover before we have to go or any comments? Listen, healthcare is one of the biggest costs any retirees are going to face yeah. for the, the, the entirety of their retirement. You, over a couple hundred thousand dollars is what you're going to need. It's a big part of your retirement nest egg. The best thing, in my opinion, you can do is have your financial team working that part of your plan as hard as they can on your behalf to make sure that you have the coverage you need at a cost you can afford that's going to take care of the needs you're going to be coming across. And of course, some other things might come up, but that's the kind of stuff you're going to uncover by working with a good team. I'd say, you know, other than that, make sure once you, you know, you're working with not just the Medicare professional or the, you know, the healthcare insurance person that's going to specialize in that, but that you're bringing it back to your planner, your CFP, making sure that this does work in your overall plan. All right. Thanks, Matt. And listeners, thanks for tuning in. That does it for today's episode of The Financial Compass with our host, Matt Brunner. Thank you for listening to The Financial Compass. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Matthew Brunner at Comprehensive Planning Associates. Call 800-339-9252 or visit their website at compass-ltd.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Insurance products and services, fee-based financial planning, and investment advisory services are offered by Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD. Compass, a registered investment advisor in the state of Connecticut. Securities are offered by Gretchen Brunner and Matthew Brunner through Gradient Securities, LLC, Arden Hills, Minnesota, 866-991-1539. Member FINRA, SIPC. Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, Compass, and Gradient Securities, LLC are not affiliated companies. Gradient Securities, LLC, and Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, Compass are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency. Please refrain from posting reviews of your experience as this may be considered testimonials and are prohibited by the Securities and Exchange Commission, SEC. Like should not be considered a positive reflection of the investment advisory services offered by Gradient Securities, LLC, GS, and or their investment advisor representatives.